Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast we are certain we recorded, but could just be an altered memory to be honest. I don't know what the hell's going on. For those unfamiliar or lacking the memory of listening to our show, we take a movie and recast the actors with modern actors. And this month, we are focusing on movies that are considered tech-noir, or those futuristic detective films. Tuning his cast list this week is Mr. Hassa. I'm thinking at you. Ooh. And learning to play the accordion is myself, Mr. Chris, but that's because of Weird Al, not because of this movie. <laughs> that's a weird thing. <laughs> uh, we so far dealt with time-traveling missions to stop a deadly virus, future-predicting crime units, and a city-wide prison manhunt for the president. Yeah. That's really hard to say. Now we're dealing with the question of, can you trust your own memories, or are they really your memories at all? Ooh. Ooh. Join us for the philosophical discussion as we recast the film Dark City. Ooh. From 1998. A Just, full year before The Matrix. They sold a lot of the sets to The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Not at all. Because <laughs> I remember when this, I remember when The Matrix came out. And everyone was like, oh, it's just a ripoff of last year's Dark City. And everyone was like, what's that movie? <laughs> a movie with uh, all these Alex actors Freud in it. like, oh, <laughs> I did The Crow. And like, he must have loved this movie because he wrote it. The story was by him. The screenplay was by him. And he directed it. Yep. So like, he was in this, like into this movie. Yes. And it was okay. It was better than The Crow. The Crow has so much potential that it squanders because it's poorly directed. Yes, I agree. It didn't help that their main star died. No. Which, funny enough, not in my things, but funny enough, um, because Alex Proust Proust, directed The Crow um, and talked to Brandon Lee, and this was kind of the discussion, and there was thoughts that this was supposed to be another Brandon Lee movie. Oh. But, well, of course, then Brandon Lee didn't I make it. I guess the crow would have been, crow. what, two or three years before this? Yeah. I'll look it up. We did but, in 80... Uh, 94. So Ooh. four years. Damn, I was going to say 86, but I was off. Mask of the Evil Apparition. Wow. That's his movie from 2021. Amazing. Do you want to know what he directed in 2016? One of the best, the best terrible movies of all time. Pacific Rim? <laughs> no, 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 So bad. Not, not that side of, not that side. That's a, that's a good, terrible movie. This right. is a terrible, good movie. <laughs> it's more terrible than good. It's so bad, you laugh at it, and you're not supposed to. No, oh, I can't think of it. What Gods it? of Egypt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's yeah, such a stupid, stupid movie. All the Egyptians are played by white people. Oh no, Chadwick Boseman is Toth. Okay. But yes. <laughs> so. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. So this film. Yeah, this film. This film was alright. Okay, so I remember seeing this film years and years and years ago. Obviously, it's what? God, what year is it? 21? Oh, it's probably 30 years old. Yeah, something like that. So obviously, I saw it a long time ago. Um, but. I don't, I didn't remember all the weird bullshit. I remembered it being in space. I remembered them being aliens, but I didn't mm-hmm. remember the mind powers. <laughs> That's like the whole ending. 
Um, We're just going to stand here and shoot oh each God, other. That was so boring. <laughs> and like the leaning forward. Yes. <sighs> and like the flying, you can totally tell they're just on wires because yeah. they're like up and down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I remembered the memory thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I think that's a really neat idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, at least for me, that's one of the things I want to focus on the most. Mm-hmm. Um, for my version of the film, the film, the French film. Though you know what, I'm really, I really, really considered, and I still haven't sold myself on it or not yet. But I think this would be actually a really good like eight part series, mm-hmm. six or eight part series, because then you could really, really write in like the first three or four episodes that he's just crazy. And the world around him isn't what you think it is. What isn't what he thinks it is. I think. It, well, I, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll throw out my. If you were going to do this as like a six part mini series or whatnot, eight eight episode Netflix show, Disney yeah. Plus, et cetera, et cetera. I think you do the first episode as like just the normal. He wakes up, amnesia, doesn't know, and they're out on a hunt for a killer. Blah 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 blah. And then you do the second episode, where it's basically the same thing, same main guy. But a bunch of the other people changed, but still say the same things. Yeah. You don't do the complete, like, you do the first 15 minutes exactly the same, but, like, they did in this, where mm-hmm. the uh, apartment guy, like... Yeah, the, the guy at the, the apartments was then at the newsstand later on. Yeah, and stuff like that. but they had switched out the guy yeah. there yeah. giving the report yeah, when, to the when police. When the cop showed up, it was a yeah. different dude. And he was, but he said the exact same line, yeah. right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I got my own changes. We'll we'll get to them in shortly. Yeah. But like other than that, like Rufus Sewell isn't a great actor. He wasn't a great no. cho- choice for this part. Um, I couldn't. I did not remember William Hurt was in this movie, and he was great because William Hurt's always great. <laughs> William Hurt's um, William Hurt. It's cool keen, seeing Kiefer Sutherland as a, as a weird dude instead of like the cool guy or the Jack bully Brown, or. Power. But do you know what I mean? No, like, I know. Like, almost everything he plays, he's either, like, the bad guy, right? But he's, like, the tough bad guy. Yeah, the tough bad guy or the cool guy or whatever. And this is, he's, like, the super nerd who walks with a limp and has a weird eye. I totally, I I agree. I think this was a very interesting point. His, like, out-of-breathness killed me, but it also was interesting. Yeah, it was really, like, exaggerated. And I'm going to find his name. Richard O'Brien, the guy that played Mr. Hand. Yeah. You know where he's from? Yeah, it's his IMDb picture. <laughs> okay, but did you pick that up when you were watching? I recognized him, but I did not. No, because like I started recognizing him, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, that's riffraff, isn't it?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, it's riffraff." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is that's pretty yeah. awesome. I like him." Yeah. But yeah. You know, um, and Jennifer Connelly yep. is in it. She's Jennifer Connelly in it. Jennifer Connelly. I've, I've never had a problem with her acting. Obviously, like we did Labyrinth before this and mm-hmm. everything. Like, he's good, but she's she's nothing impressive. But no, I but I think, think that's... You, they get her for that. But I don't think... This is the thing. Like, she's still has a career. Like, she showed yeah, up in 100%. Alita. She's in the new Top Gun movie. She's a band. Like... Like, she still has oh, yeah. an ongoing... She's just never been one of the people that are, like, top... Like, top billing. Like, I don't think you pull a crowd in because you got Jennifer Connelly in it. Well, she is in the new Top Gun movie. She pays mm-hmm. Penny Benjamin. That's a weird name. Um, she's in the Snowpiercer oh, TV series. She yes. Alita Battle Angel. 
Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah, because she was the voice. She's Karen, the suit lady. <laughs> hey, yeah. Karen, who never comes back. And I'm always very disappointed in that. Ooh, she was in Nine. I loved that movie. Was the... Uh, was, was it cool claymation or was it, yeah, it was it's, computer it's some, animation? It's something weird, yeah. But like, I just loved the that direction and animation in that movie. Yeah, it was a very predictable story, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. creepy animations. Yes, they are great. Phil Tibbet's got a cool new movie coming out. Oh, I like Phil Tibbet. He was the dinosaur wrangler on the Jurassic Park movies. There were dinosaurs in the kitchen, you had, Phil. You had one and job, just... Phil. <laughs> I just love that fact that he even tweeted out later. He's like, well, there was a lot of them, okay? I was always that, sad, too, like, about that, that. Is, that. That meme or whatever yeah. it is is the only reason I know who Phil Tippett is. <laughs> Although, yeah, watching that, it's a little sad for him because they were going to do – he was the stop motion. He was going to do yeah. all stop motion on yeah. the T-Rex and then – and like after that, like, like, I, I keep seeing his name and credits and stuff, and then mm-hmm. I now know who he is, and now oh, yeah, appreciate his work. He's a stop motion because of that. Yeah, he is. He is quite amazing. Anyway, this is not right. about Phil Tippett, but uh, it could be actually because this this aesthetic. I'm changing is, the aesthetic though, but really, I think it's a really cool aesthetic. I, um, I think it is. It is very 90s. Mm-hmm. It is very like well, well, it's the, the crow, the it's matrix, the crow, it's. Uh, Brazil, even though Brazil was quite a bit earlier. Like it's, it's Tim Burton's Batman kind of style. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, it's kind of that. that. And I, I, um, I don't know. There's just some, some weird ideas that I think are really neat. Like, I really like the fact that they change the city. Mm-hmm. They don't just change people's memories. I didn't remember them changing the city. Um I think it's the. I think the ending is super dumb. I don't know how you'd fix the ending. All right. I well, when we go through changes, I'll, I'll talk about how I'm gonna alter this. Well, why don't we do your fun facts and then go right into changes? Chris's fun facts. Chris's, Chris's fun, fun facts. facts. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get ready there. Okay, Mr. Sleep. Do you know which one Mr. Sleep is? Mm, nope. You're gonna look it up. Mr. Sleep is played by twins, a girl and her brother. Uh, Satya Gumbert and Mr. Noah Sleep Gumbert. And Mr. Sleep's filming double. Yes. Um, both were fa- fond of the oh, Rocky Horror Picture they were, Show. They They're the child. kids. Yeah. Uh, both were fond of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and they and the rest of the cast and crew were frequently entertained by Richard O'Brien, who played Mr. Hand in the film and Riff Raff in Rocky Horror, which, of course, we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, they also did mention, although I don't, I didn't leave it here, they said the hardest part of working with them was having to shave their heads all the time. Yeah, that'd be kids. weird. David Wynum was in this. Yeah? I don't yeah. know who that is. Well, he was um, Faramir in Lord of the Rings. Okay. He was Mr. Schreiber's assistant. Mr. Did... Schreiber had an assistant? <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> okay, Alex Proyas. Proyas? Proyas? Whatever. Men- mentions a misconception that some people think the strangers have the ability to alter or stop time. This isn't true. They only have the ability to change the city, and they can, through their telekinetic powers of suggestion, make people fall asleep. It's a sort of hypnosis inside their injected memories that causes everyone in the city to fall asleep at the same time every night and stay asleep until the strangers are done with their tuning of the city. I can see why they think that. Because of the giant clock? Because of the giant clock. Which... That stops at midnight. Yeah. 
Also, according to the director, uh, the ship and the city are not stationary in space. They are actually traveling somewhere, leading from uh, the bit about the ship going somewhere. Uh, the director, I'm just going to call him the director, or Alex, just mentions Alex, yeah. there are ideas for a sequel to Dark City. He was interested in seeing what happens when Murdoch's character, now that he is able to control the world he's in. Uh, Alex also wanted to look into whether or not this power ever corrupted him. He does mention later in the commentary that he doesn't think the power would drive Murdoch to turning evil, but he addresses this as a psychological question more than a narrative one. Well, we know what happens. There's a virus in the system, and at some point there's a big giant kaiju fight. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Between Neo and... and Oh, no, right, wrong movie. <laughs> Wasn't that in the game where instead they were like... In, in, in uh, Path of Neo, yeah. because they didn't want to... The Wachowskis didn't want to end it the same way as the movie, because the movie is just all yeah. talking at the end. Yeah. Um, after the big fight with Agent Smith. Yeah, yeah, you fight a giant... Agent Smith kaiju made out of all the Agent Smiths. <laughs> right. Um, all right. I added this one in because it was interesting to me. Uh, Neptune, Neptune Kingdom, the location of the film where Murdoch goes and finds his uncle, was based on Luna Park in Sydney. Uh, evidently, the park still exists. It does. I have been there. Ooh. That was actually me. Uh, but according to the director, it's been run down over the years. Hmm. They fixed it last time I was there. Depends on when this thing was written, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it says, here's hoping Dark City and this commentary helps Luna Park attendance numbers. Probably not. <laughs> Luna Park, by the way, is actually recognizable. It's under the Sydney Bridge on one side. Okay. So it's close to it. It has a big clown face. It's really small amusement park. You're going to look it up, aren't you? Yeah, of course. It's a really small amusement park. We, we used to go there in high school. We got our friend really sick on one of the spinning ones, which was not good for her, but it was funny for us. <laughs> Uh, I do dick. apologize. Hmm? I called you a dick. Yeah, well, we were a dick. Oh, yeah, that's a creepy clown face. Oh, yeah, the giant clown <laughs> face. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still still active, too. But oh. it's like an icon of the city, because yeah. you can literally sit there and you see it's just near the Sydney Bridge. Or, yeah. Anyways, last but not least. <clears throat> so this film deals with Last Thursdayism. A, philosoph or a philosophy described in satiric comment by the 20th century historian Bertrand Russell, referring to the, I'm not even going to try this, Omphalus papers in but, 1857. But you just did try it. I tried it. Of Philip Gose. Last Thursdayism says that the world, with us and our own basic memories included, could have been created recently, even last Thursday. But we cannot demonstrate such a thing because the world would have been created to look like an older world. It's one of those scary things that keep you up at night where you're like, what if yesterday was just the, the first day of everything? No, because that's stupid. No, could be. It's one uh, of those creepy things, it, it, man. It's, I, I never like, and like with the Matrix, like, it's like, what if mm -hmm. this is all a simulation? Who cares? You wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> no, and that's the point. It becomes more of the the... If it did happen, okay. Yeah. And, like, this is the other thing that really always bothered me about stuff like that is, like, say <laughs> whoever came down and actually went, yes, you're right, you live in a simulation. Now what? <laughs> like, Can I be if, rich? If I knew the Matrix existed, like, the Matrix, if we lived in the Matrix... You'd be Cypher. Put you, me back in. I don't out. want to live in that stupid world. Like, um... This world I, sucks. Can I be rich and eat steak every day? <laughs> like, can I have superpowers? Yeah. 
you know, I'd be like, he, Mor- he, Cypher had it right. I would have told Morpheus to shove that pill up his ass. Send me the hell home. <laughs> All right. Well, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but I mean, this—that that is what this whole film's about. It's about, yeah. you know, what happens if you, you basically woke up and realized that. But like one of the things they talk about and like he has, this is one of the reasons why William Hurt's character starts mm-hmm. thinking, you know, something's not right is because like. Murdoch goes, can you remember last week? Oh, he's like, can you remember yesterday? Yeah. What was the weather yesterday? He's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. if if that started happening, then yeah. Like, but like, this is the thing too. Like, this is another thing, a super trope Mm -hmm. in all science fiction. It's just like humanity knows something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, just in general, because we never give up. We are strong and we love and we blah, 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 blah. Right. We're amazing. You know what I mean. No. It's always it's a super trope in in sci-fi and fantasy stuff, right? No. Um, Except for in Love, Death, and Robots. Mm. Did you watch the new season? Is it out yet? Volume three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Nine no, episodes. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. Oh, I'll watch it. Let's not talk nah, about it. No, I need to talk about it now. <laughs> um, but yes, I agree. Like it's one yeah. of those tropes where it's. And I like the fact that, and we probably maybe change it, like, they're unclear to some degree of what the strangers are looking for. Because they, uh, Keith Sutherland's character says, oh, they're looking for the human soul, soul, but individuality and and Mm -hmm. this and that because they're a hive mind and blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah, and then it's like, well, you know, what makes the human so special? And you're like, meh. But then, my problem with this movie and the trope is yes. Oh, he evolved to learn your powers. What? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Can we explain when, how when, that when, happened? When he talked to that, I was like, "Oh, well, he gave him his powers." Nope. nope. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, that leading us into our changes. That's exactly what I'm doing. Excuse me. Okay. Leading into the changes. Changes. Let's do this. Okay. So. <laughs> yes. To start off, it's not they just magically get these powers and then like, oh, they're involved. It is totally uh, Dr. Schreiber messing with like stuff on the side because he knows that like this has been ongoing for. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with this has been ongoing for like 100 years. I think so, too. One, one of the of changes with Schreiber and the reason why I want Schreiber to still kind of be like out of breath and, you know, the limp and everything is because he's like, oh, I've had to replace organs and like they've been replacing stuff and, you know, wiping my mind because they need somebody. Mm-hmm. But we can't just pull somebody out and do it. So they've just been like constantly manipulating him to stay alive longer. Mm-hmm. And then the whole like idea is like, I don't even know how old I am because I have to erase my memory every like 50 years or something um so yes i'm changing it to 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 schreiber trying to stop the strangers um in a secretive way i do want it to be more about the inspector trying to figure out like what's going on and under and starting to really realize like shit's going weird Mm -hmm. Um, what else was I going to change? We can talk about the ending. So yeah. let's talk about the the machine or whatever it is. The machine. They could just call it the machine. Yeah, the machine that like alters everything. Like, 
whatever the fight thing they have, like it, it, it's so bad. Yeah. Like I just need it to be changed so that you it, you either go like actual like uh, action movie fight scene, or you go some sort of like battle of the wits conversation. I want it to be thing. kind of a bit of both, but I want it to be like him manipulating objects and things to be what he needs see when i was watching it like all i could think of is like why are they doing it this way why wasn't it like well mr book and mr hand and all that stuff Mm -hmm. were talking about it and you know doing everything like what he was doing to the machine in the background and then he Mm -hmm. turns it on and it just kind of like not rips everything apart but like takes their power away or something Mm -hmm. like that or changes them in a way that um Mm -hmm. you know so just alters and but like yeah it needs to do something and what I want to what I want to do too with the whole changing of the city, and I said I was going to change the aesthetic. We'll still keep it dark because it's a dark not, city. Not as dark though. This is a very dark. Yeah, yeah, this is very dark. It's hard to see stuff sometimes. I want them to change the the style mm-hmm. every time. So sometimes it could be a very um, why can't I think of like modern and then a very traditional and like I want them to buildings to start changing and be deco noir. Deco Noir? No. Art Deco. Art Deco. <sighs> See, the, f- well, the first thing I thought of was, like, this This just, to me, just screams Bioshock. Yeah. Like, this looks like uh, Rapture to me. Yeah. Um, so. But this, is, I want it to be, like, a mixture. So they change, like, people's clothing. Mm-hmm. They change, like, the cars out. And, they, like, they make everything. Because they're trying to change up and add different stuff to the environment to figure out, like, what, what makes mm-hmm. this different and to what point. So I want it to be, like... Oh, the detective goes to sleep and he's in the big trench coat and he's got all the big things and then he like wakes up and he's in like a a suit from a the seventies or something. Yeah. 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 And then there's like yeah, just different different people out and about and um. See the thing is and, with with that, not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's a really cool idea. Wish I thought of it myself. Um, but with that, you go into the you run the risk of them having a little too much power, right? Because if they can change mm-hmm. everybody. Right, because obviously they don't. They only change a certain few people every night, right? Huh. So, but I want it to be like the cl- like you could have Schreiber even say like the clothing itself can just be manipulated, mm. right? Yeah. The buildings can't. We they manipulate the material, so it's clothing that just changes, right? You know, they don't alter, but it's just something part of the the way their minds have been working, where they just generally accept what reality they're in. Because I want them to be like, I want somebody. At one point, it'd be like, there's no birds, right? There's no dogs. There's no cats. There's fish. Yeah. Because fish are easy to store. But, like, I want them to be like, we, they don't have animals. I also want it to be like, these people are pretty much here. They've been here for years. They breed. <laughs> they have kids. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a, a population. And that's where I want at the end where really the big question to Murdoch is, okay, do you expose all this and suddenly have a civilization freak out because suddenly they don't know who they are, what they are, yeah. or, or is it just he on a spaceship they can't control? Yeah. Or is it just he, he, them? I'm changing it. I'm did switching I, it. I didn't change it. I did. Um, but, or is it just, they go, we're going to let this keep going, but we're going to figure out where we're going. Mm. I always assumed they were just going to their planet. True, but then... Or, like, going to, like, a backup planet of theirs, yeah. right? Because the whole point of them picking up the humans is, like, oh, mm-hmm. we want them because we, you know, the, the hive mind thingamabob. Well, there was a, 
a thing in the trivia too where they talked about potentially it was these people were space explorers beforehand and then like one of those like cryotube things where they get picked up mm-hmm. right and then they get altered oh you mean like the humans yeah the humans oh, they're okay. already out in space but then it's true that could be yeah, yeah. they don't have wrists no okay hi danielle hi danielle hey okay. weird distraction yeah good we're back <laughs> What are your changes? Because those uh, are most of my... I'll go through some of them as we go through. I, I Personally, for me, like, most of the changes are, like, when it comes to the writing. Like, I really want oh, yeah. to, like... For, like, at least the first little bit for you to think unreliable narrator type of thing. Like, he's nuts. He's actually the murderer. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. I want the alien thing to be, like, a pretty big, like... Reveal. Reveal. Um, and to that point, I don't want the strangers to look like the strangers. <sighs> What? I t- you, as you said that, it just reminded me of what I was going to do with them. But keep going. Um, like I want them to be the world's G-man. Like I mm-hmm. want them to be the FBI, but kind of like um, the strangers from Fringe, if you ever saw that, or um, Weird Pull, the people from the Adjustment Bureau in the okay. movie The yeah. Adjustment Bureau, right? Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt. I don't know. Yeah, Never whatever. actually saw it, but <laughs> um, like stuff like that. Like that's the kind of thing. Like I want these two people to look like people, right? Because mm-hmm. they're blending in. Like that's kind of the whole point. Like mm-hmm. if there was a, a group of people in black trench coats who looked like they looked like Nosferatu who walked around everywhere, we would notice. Because guess what? Would we? We do notice. Would we? There are news stories about weirdos who do that. Would we? <laughs> Um, but like, I just, I want that change and I want to that to be the point where I actually kind of want, um, I want Mr. Hand to be John's friend. Oh, you want that trope? I've been your friend for this long, John. No, 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 no. not like that. Um, I kind of want it to be like, cause he's chasing him, mm-hmm. right? I want it. And he, he basically becomes him by getting his memories yeah right i kind of want it to be like i know you you know me we know each other kind of like mutual respecty type thing and for that to for the end as well i don't want him to walk out on the on the pier and see emma at that point yeah i want it i want him to take Dana. mr hand out there and mean like this is why we beat you <laughs> because we want to create stuff like this we don't want but, do you know what I mean? No, but I just had this like the parody moment of him taking her out there and pushing Anna out of the way and be like, "I love you, Mister Hand," because he's pulling the whole Loki thing. He loves himself. Yeah. Um, because you you brought it up, I was gonna talk quickly about it because with my Mister Hand, I'm gonna change it from what you're doing because I want him to be like because he got injected with the memories, he basically is like, "I want to live your life." Mm. Like, it's a, it becomes that obsession, and I that's why... They, I thought they would do that. I thought so, too, and they didn't really do it. But I want to be, like, because the memories are such a toxic nature to the strangers, mm-hmm. I want it to be, like, it literally drives them to get, like, just so crazy about being this person that that's eventually what they do. And what I want, because I want the strangers to be, like, no, all of the bodies they use are the cast off dead people right because mm-hmm. they kind of say that 
Like they're yeah. just husks. Yeah. So I want them to be like anybody that has died. That's what they take over. And that's why Mr. Han's going after Murdoch later on. Cause he's like, no, I just want to get inside. Like this could sound gross. I want to get inside you. I want to get inside you. Yeah. I want to become you. Mm-hmm. I want to be you. And that's where I want a bigger conflict with it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just the, but then, you know, you can have the slight resolution at the end of just like, I, I realize I can't be you. And yeah. that's why you won. Yeah. Because, yeah, you are an individual and, and I'm not. And, like, like, I know it's a trope and I know everything, but, like, I'm not a smart enough person to to not have that same trope in my version of mm-hmm. the movie. Um, but, I, you know, because, you know, I'm I'm a human just like you. Yeah. We are both humans. Are we? <laughs> um, and, like, I, I really do think some of the best stuff we do is the things we build and the societies we make and, and stuff like that. Like, um so that's me i'd say the things we build are the inventiveness of us is like i I absolutely love mountains and trees and all that stuff but like take me to a cool city Hmm. or like anything like that stuff that humans built i would way rather rather see paris again than the grand canyon like yeah that's just me but Mm -hmm. that's me Everybody else has a different opinion, and that's perfectly fine it's to have. The individuality that is both beautiful and destructive. Yes. And then the Americans. <sighs> America. <laughs> well, there's the Americans, and then there's the Americans. America. Sorry, the, the Americans are the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the biggest part for me is like, I really want the 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 strangers. strangers? Yes. Yeah, sorry. To be like more integrated into the society. And... um. One of the reasons I kind of want it to be a series is because I kind of want it to be more than like two days, because mm. we we only see them like change stuff once, maybe twice. I think two, three times. Yeah, like so it doesn't happen very often. So no. I think it should be like, more often. You should see it happen a couple of times, and like well, and because I really do want that thing with the guy mm-hmm. who was in the hotel and then the newsstand almost at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Because I want it to be more like. He's surrounded by the same, like, 15 people yeah. all the time, right? Well, and it also makes more sense if they are integrated themselves in there that they keep the city dark. Yeah. Because there's no reason that they need to constantly keep the city dark. Unless it's because they don't want to realize that, yeah, you're really close to the sun now. And we can't show you. Mm-hmm. Like, the sun being right here instead of, like, as far away as it is. But, see, the thing is, for me, though... You have mastered interstellar travel, and you have a city on top of your spaceship. Mm-hmm. You can't create an artificial sun to go across the sky. But they don't. They don't like light. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think. I, like, and it's also the weird one of you don't like water, but you need water to keep your people alive. <laughs> like that. That one kind of it threw me a little bit because he's like, "Oh, they don't like water." Fine, you're gonna make it that perfect. And I like the fact that Schreiber goes to that pool mm-hmm. to like to be away from them. Yeah, yeah. Or you could completely change that aspect of the story because kind of they kind of look like squids. And like, mm-hmm. if you really want to do, let's go with the number one technoir movie of all time, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. What is it doing that entire movie? Raining. Raining. Mm-hmm. Like they that, have to remain. This would make sense if it rained the entire time. <laughs> Because of the fact that they survive in a water-based society, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's one of the one of the trivia. I can't remember if it was John Hurt or if it was Rufus. Somebody w- talked to him and was like, "So they have affinity against water. 
why are the streets always wet? And the director's like, because it looks cool. <laughs> You're like, doesn't make sense, though. Yeah. But yes, it would make more sense if it was they the opposite. Look, they did look like squids. But it would make sense if they didn't stand, like, heat. And so instead of a pool, he goes to a sauna. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Where it's, like, hot air. Yeah. And they're like, we don't like this. And he's like, ha-ha, click. Oh, shit. I, I can't stay in here for too long. <laughs> Gives him the double little fingers. <laughs> So what you get for beating the shit out of me and making me erase my own brain. <laughs> Do you think the eye thing came from when they kicked the shit out of him? Because they had that shot quickly and he looked like he was wrecked. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Uh, I think that's all for the changes for me anyway. Like, I, I really do think, like, this has to be a battle of intel- intellectuals. It's right? got to be more of a detective than a mm-hmm. sci-fi. Yeah. Um, Unless that's the way you want to go. I mean... And, like, things like this... This is what really kind of... Like, for the unreliable narrator thing. Like, that scene on the billboard. Mm-hmm. Where he first, like, tunes. Mm-hmm. I don't like oh, the way they, can, I don't like the way they say it. I don't like the way they say it. Because it can either be hewn with an H. Tune, which is what it is. T-U-N-E. Or tune. C-H-U-N-E. Because the way they say it, tune. I'm like, he's why are you tuning. saying it's so weird? He's tuning. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. he's tuning. <laughs> um, but yeah, that scene was a thing. Like, he could fall to the ground, hit mm-hmm. the ground, look up, and everything be fine. Yeah. The billboard's fixed. There's no bodies there. Nothing. And then, like, well, what just happened? Did I just mm-hmm. fall over? Did I just, like, I really want that. And if it is a series, I kind of want the first episode to be what his previous life was. And mm-hmm. have him at the end wake up in the tub with the murder victim and have a completely different set of memories yeah. and be like, what the shit just happened? Right. So. so I did, we'll talk a little bit about it when I get to it, but I did gender swap Murdoch's John and Emma around. So the main one is a female. So what, Emma and John now? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in the other roles, but um, one of the reasons I did that is because I want the detective to be like, we have a serial killer out. Uh, John, the husband, is like, my wife's missing. One, they begin to think, is she a victim? Mm. And then two, they start to think, well, is she a serial killer? And then they go, but statistically, women, women aren't, aren't serial, serial killers. killers. Yeah. And that's where I want the detective to kind of start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Not saying there aren't female serial killers. There are definitely female serial killers out but there. statistically speaking. But statistically speaking, it's a male. So that's the first sign that there is something wrong with this. And that's why they kind of did it that way. Because they wanted to see what a... Add a different approach to their experiment. Where it's, mm-hmm. we did the male serial killer and it did nothing. Right? Yeah, nothing really. It's, People just kind of, eh. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to try it with a female. So, anyways, should we get to the cast? Yeah, sure. It's not a very big cast, so let's get to it. As we talked about Alec Proyas before, he's directing it. Um, he we did sh- things like Gods of Egypt, The Crow. We talked yeah. about it, blah, blah, blah. Just, did you send me the cast list? Nope. Okay, can we just make sure we have the same people? So, uh, Mr. Mr. Wall? Mr. Book, Mr. Hand. Okay. Emma, Schreiber. Inspector. Inspector. Ooh, John. I put, I put Fran. <laughs> Inspector Fran? Could be. <laughs> The nanny? And then John. Yeah. Okay. I had Did Mr. You, Wall, but... Which I, one was Mr. Wall? Oh, he was Mr. The Wall was the barely tall guy. Well, go ahead. Who was your Mr. Wall? Who played? Who was played by the guy that played Zeta, 
Zedekus Zuler. He was a, and his name is Bruce Spence. Bruce Spence. He is known for Legend Ma- of the Seeker. No. Oh. Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, he played the gyro captain. Mm-hmm. I remember that now. He was the Black Lieutenant in the extended version of Lord of the Rings: The Two Kings, or the um, The Return of the King, The Two Kings. Um, this movie, hmm. and he was Tion Medin in M in uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Yeah, good for he, him. Um, the Black Lieutenant is a great character. You know which one that is? No. That's the. Did you ever see the extended versions of Lord of the Rings? Yes, I have them. You know the one where they go and talk to him in front of the gates, and he's got all the. He's got that huge mouth. Oh yeah. That's the Black Lieutenant. Okay. Anyways, um, because he's Mr. Wall and he's huge, mm, quite I, tall. I went for an actor that is six foot eight. Uh, what? I, the, the character he played in Star Wars. I remember that character uh, now. Um, so I went with Quentin Aaron. Okay, who's that? Uh, he played the main character in The Blind Side, the football player. Okay. Sandra Bullock. Never I chose thought. him because he's a tall... Six foot eight's pretty tall. Six foot eight built dude. And that's why I want him to be Mr. Wall, because he's just basically... A, a wall? A wall. <laughs> not, not playing on the pun here, people. It's literally... But that's probably why that's his name. Yes. Right. Mr. Book is the smart one. Mr. Mr. Hand is the one who gets shit done. Yeah. Like Mr. Sleep is literally the one that puts people to sleep. Yeah. He's, he's like, they, they even talked about it. He's the mm-hmm. one who controls it the most. Mm-hmm. Like, as you see them putting like individuals asleep, mm-hmm. but like Mr. Sleep put an entire room of people asleep. Yeah. But right. I want like, yeah, Mr. Wall to be able to be like, he makes walls as well. Like mm-hmm. he reshapes around him because John does it one time. He creates a door that gets out. Yeah. And then that's the only time that you ever really see it. Uses that. Yeah. But I like want that, Mr. Wall to do be, that, that quite a bit. That should be something that, that, that should go on a lot. <laughs> like they should be walking around. They shouldn't be flying. Yeah. It, it's almost like I kind of wanted to do like the mirror dimension in, in Doctor Strange where it's like just weird shit. Mm-hmm. But just, then it, it like goes. Folds. It folds. It moves. Yeah. It, it shifts. And that's what I want. Like when they're chasing him along the rooftops and like he does a huge jump over, I just want them to be like, throw a hand out. It's really just is the matrix. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I just want them to like throw a hand out and the roof extends and they just keep walking. Sorry. So anyways, yes. Quentin Aaron. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Mr. Book. Mr. Book. I'm at the bottom of the list, even though he is. He's the, the leader, end boss, but like he isn't very isn't isn't in it very much. No, um, obviously for mine, Mister Book would be in it quite quite a bit more, um, like because eventually, like because like I really do think you could have those meetings with all of them, but have them look like people. They're just having a. Um, they just all happen to all be dressed the same, or something. They're having like a tertial meeting. Yeah, yeah. Here's today's quarter. Mister <laughs> um, uh, Book was originally played by Ian Richardson. Let's see what Ian Richardson is known for. I do not know. Uh, he is known from From Hell, uh, House of Cards, the original. Okay. Uh, he was in he was in Brazil as Mister Warnum. Yeah. And uh, he was in this movie. <laughs> so. And he was in this movie. I liked two of the two out of the three. I never oh. saw the the original House of Cards. Oh, he played. I really want to see this. The he was uh, he played the death of the narrator in the Hogfather. The Hogfather. It's a Terry Pratchett uh, story. Okay. 
um, based on Discworld. If you don't know what that is, go look he it up. He was also... Um, but he plays Death, who's playing Santa Claus at some point. Okay. He was also in the movie The Booze Cruise 2, The Treasure Hunt. Hmm. Yeah. In 2005. Good. That's, you know, that's pretty good. He died in 2007 at the age of 72. Mm. Good for him. Oh. Booze Cruise. Booze Cruise. <laughs> yeah. The mics can't pick that up. No. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go. Uh, no, you, no. Uh, yeah, whatever, just go ahead. All right, so because he's like the leader and I wanted the a stoic looking figure to be smart. Also because he can be funny too. Um, I went with Andre Bauer. Mm. I may have said his last name wrong. I know that name. What's who is it? Captain Holt. Captain Holt. Oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Captain Holt. Got it. Yeah. Because he has that like. He's Captain Holt. It's Captain Holt. Yeah. It's basically what you want for this. I just don't want like the the snarkiness of it, but mm. I want like the straightforward down because you know he is the smart guy. Mm-hmm. Or he's the experiment, or he's the scientist, or whatever they wanted. But, like, yeah. And I want somebody that will play this, like, I don't like saying, somebody that's going to play this, like, I'm a super intelligent person and you're all beneath me hmm. kind of idea. But the, th- the thing that doesn't make sense is they're not, because they no. all share one mind. <laughs> it's the hive mind. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, let's, anyways. But, yeah, Andre Bauer. Bauer? Bauer. Sure. Who'd you have? See, obviously because I want my people to be more like people, my strangers to be more like people, um, they have to have more personality than that. No. Um, <laughs> well, the way I see it, they've been doing this for a long time. They would have developed personalities yes. to hide themselves among the humans. Um, like, And to that point, I think the personalities should be exaggerated. Um, like either... Mm-hmm. They're either too happy or blah blah blah, but like you should be able to pick them out if you really wanted to, if like if you really wanted to pay attention. Um, but to that point, I know this is going to sound super weird, but I picked Catherine Hahn. Okay. Right. Mostly for her, you know, Agatha, Agatha, because it was her all along. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Way uh, to I go, th- Agatha! <laughs> you you destroyed the multiverse. She helped. She helped. Yeah. It was really Sylvie who destroyed the multiverse. So we started the multiverse. Destroyed the single timeline. Well, destroyed the authority controlling the multiverse. But yeah, I think she is really, really good as Agatha. And because of that, as like an authoritative person Mm -hmm. who is kind of an asshole and really kind of bad. Agatha's a bad person. Mm -hmm. And Catherine plays it with such good personality and everything. Like She killed Sparky. (laughs) That bitch. Yeah, so... I think she would do it really well. Um, I was never, I, I never really watched her in anything before. I've seen her in a bunch of like comedy stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah. she shows up, but like I really, really liked her in this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. okay. Excuse me, Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand, riff raff. So, what is Richard O'Brien known for? If he's not known for Rocky Horror Picture Show, we're ending this podcast now. Okay, let's uh, have a good day, everybody. Um, We'll see you next week. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Is he not known for Rocky Horror Picture Show? 100% is known for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, my goodness. Rocky Horror Picture Show, Dark City, Ever After. 
the Drew Barrymore movie, apparently, and Shock Treatment. Oh, that's the sequel to um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. There was a sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes. Okie dokie. Most people don't know that. It was, I believe it's called Shock Treatment. I didn't know that. I think he was like one of the few people that returned. I don't know if he still played Riff Raff. I think he played somebody else. He played Dr. Cosmo McKinley. Yeah. Or a follow-up. I don't know if it's a sequel, but it was... Let's see. What does uh, IDB see? Janet and Brad become contestants on a game go. show, but wind up as captives instead. Yeah. Yeah, because... And Janet and Brad are, Brad not are played, played by two different, very, yes. very different people. Um, so, well, Charles Gray is back though. No, he was the narrator in the first one. Well. Anyway, um, Danielle loves Ever After. Did we? No, we didn't do Ever After. No, I'm she's thinking. wanted to do it for a long time. It's like one of the only romantic movies she really likes. Hmm. It's just basically Drew Barrymore's Cinderella movie. Yes. So. Okay, Wadogi. Um, I guess it's my go. Yes, it is. So, with this, I went with a person who is lanky and pale. Um, and I went with Jim Parsons. Oh, okay. You went different than me. I think Jim has a really good grasp on creepy because of Sheldon. I know <laughs> that sounds interesting and weird, but like. I really do think that 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 level of intelligence, Mm -hmm. if turned one step to the wrong direction, is super creepy. And I think Jim could do that really well. Well, I mean, Sheldon in himself is just an actual really creepy character when you boil him down, right? Like, it's basically a manipulator to the extreme. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. That, I like him. I really liked him as... Sheldon, and I kind of want to see him in more stuff. Like, I know he does everything, things here and there, but like, try to remember the movie he was in too. Like recently? No, it was kind of around either when Big Bang came out or just before it. Like he was, he showed up in a movie because I can just even picture it, and he's sitting at a, a like a kitchen table. Can't remember why though. I'd have to look it up. The only movie I can remember him in was um, the Muppet movie. Elf 2. Elf 2? They did uh, an animated sequel of Elf because Will Ferrell did not want to do it. And Jim Parsons was the voice of Buddy Elf. Oh, he was also in Hidden Figures. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't remember the other movie I was thinking of. It's an older movie. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, indeed. Give up. Is it me? It's you. I'm going to butcher this guy's poor name, but he has a weird name. Um, kind of similar. I wanted somebody that was a little odd looking. Um, is it Reese? Reese Evans? Reese Evans? Evans? Is it Evans? Um, Guy plays Dr. Kurt Connors in The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And... I, th- I think it's just like, Evans. It, I know it's spelled it's differently. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, but I, think I, uh, that's the way he pronounces, pronounces, pronounces it. Pronounces it. <laughs> Better than we pronounce it. Um, yeah. Um, he was in Notting Hill. He's been in a bunch of things. Yeah, I know. He played Rasputin in The Kingsman. Wasn't, which wasn't actually that bad. Well, I haven't actually seen it yet, though. 
it had some moments I was just like, I did not expect this movie to go there. Yeah. But he's got that kind of like punk rock look. Sure. Sure. Punk rocky. Um, but yeah, he has he's this. He's definitely c- got that tall, skinny British white guy going, thing going for him. That's what I was going <laughs> for too. Because I want Mr. Hand to be like, again, kind of sounds weird because of the way I'm playing it with the main character. It's because he wants to understand more about my main character, who's technically a female. Mm-hmm. So plays a different tune to it. <laughs> uh, that sucked. Okay. Tune. Tune? Tune. Coon. Coon? Loon? Okay. Next on the list, Miss Emma Murdoch. Played by Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Who is known for? Labyrinth. No. Alita. No. We have recasted two of her movies. Uh, I just said Labyrinth. And? It was a movie you really, really wanted to do. Was it? Yep. Was it she? Why can I not think? He has a great costume, but it's a terrible movie. Why can I not? Why am I drawing a blank? The Rocketeer. Oh, <laughs> God, that was a wave. That was episode two or three. God, I love the Rocketeer. This is a long time ago. That was a great costume. It is a great costume. Terrible movie. Not a really good movie. Yeah, she is also known for Requiem for a Dream, which, of course, she is. That movie is mm-hmm. terrible and amazing and all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, House of Sand and Fog, which I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And then A Beautiful Mind. Hmm. Uh, Russell Nash story. So, with Russell Crowe. With Russell Crowe. Yeah. yeah. And Vision. Oh yeah, Paul Bettany. Okay. So I'm up. You're up. Okay. So as I said, this is the John. This is the husband, but the husband Emma. No. Um, and I, I so I wanted somebody that could be kind of the singer. Because I mm-hmm. like the idea that they were a singer, but again, with my aesthetic, you change it so that they can do different styles of singing. Okay. Um, I went with Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover. You know, I recently started watching Atlanta. Yeah. And he is so good in that show. He like, he, he writes and directs it a yeah. lot, but like, Jesus, it's a really good show. Anyway, yeah. Um, but he's an amazing actor. Um yeah, because you, you look at, you watch Atlanta, and it's so different because you think Donald Glover, and you go, oh, hey, really? Troy. Yeah. But, like, that that play on between, you know, being such a goofy guy and then such a serious guy, and he's an amazing actor, too. And he can, he, I haven't listened to a lot of his uh, Childish yeah. Gambino, but. It's good. But he is good, and so yeah. that's what I want with this, and I want somebody that's like. But it, it's music that's not made for us. And <laughs> now, but he still can sing. Oh yeah. yeah. So, I want him to do like the jazz of the '60s. '60s? Why am I going? Yeah. But then, like, as you change, you could do. Yeah, at the very end. It's a rap club. It's just rap battle. Eminem <laughs> shows up. <laughs> what the fifty-year-old Eminem? <laughs> Dude would probably still lay everybody out. Okay. <laughs> but I, yeah. So I had Donald Glover. Who'd you have? Um. Hold on. Um, 
obviously I didn't think of the whole different timelines thing, so I just kind of went with a woman who I know, I knew could do the look as well as the acting. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've talked about it before, I don't really love the the damsel thing. Yeah, and she's quite useless in the movie. She isn't really there for much. So I'd like her actively trying to solve the case with the inspector um, the whole time where Rufus's character, John, is trying to solve it on his own. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to solve it together. Um, so I picked um, Naomi Harris, who I thought was a very, very good money penny for mm-hmm. a short time as money penny. Um, shit, she shot Bond. That's, you know. The dream? Hmm? The dream of all many pennies? Yeah. <laughs> to shoot Bond. Hey, she's not Samantha Bond, who was another great money penny, but uh, mm. she was the one from the Pierce Brosnan era. Just remember it because her name is actually Bond. Yeah. So, but no, I, I think she's really great. Obviously, she's been in more than just this, the uh, recent James Bond movies, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I really like her. So. That was, that was good. That was pretty much it. It was a pretty easy, yeah. you know. Good. So, Next. Next, Dr. Schreiber. Dr. Schreiber. Dr. Daniel Schreiber, played by Kiefer Sutherland. Proud Canadian. Is he? He's a Canadian. I don't care if he's proud about it or not. I don't think he's super proud. I think his dad's more proud of it. But... Well, technically, he was born in England. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, God, in 66? I didn't realize he was that old. Donald Sutherland being at the Olympics here. Yeah, he was. So. Um, so. Sorry, I'm shaking my. What. Sorry. Is uh, Kiefer Sutherland. 24. Known for. 24 is correct. The Lost Boys. Incorrect. How is he Nothing not? that old. Really? Nothing before 2002. <sighs> Oh man, I don't, I don't know enough. Then I will tell you this: there was a movie that he was in mm-hmm. that he never actually showed his face in. That's on this list, and we talked about it last week. <laughs> Damn it! Because <laughs> I picked Kiefer Sutherland for one of my roles last oh. week. Yeah, I don't remember. Phone booth. Oh yeah, because he was on the other end of the phone. Yeah, uh, he's also known for Mirrors, a movie you probably have never seen. No, nope. a subpar horror film. With a good concept. And then Melancholia, a Kirsten Dunst movie. And I'm pretty sure that's the one directed by um, uh, Sofia Coppola, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. No, I'm th- thinking that's a different movie. That's fine. So, Now, this is Lars von Trier. Very different director. Uh, how, how is he not known for Lost Boys? Come on. That was that was his big part. Eh. Oh, Kiefer. Kiefer. I guess it's you, me? Is it me? No, it's you. You're up. Yeah. So I'm just looking at uh, some of the other things. He was in Zoolander 2 as himself. I never saw Zoolander 2. No, you don't need to. (laughs) It was... He was in the second uh, coming of Twin Peaks in 2014. Hmm. Jesus, I didn't know any of that. Huh. Interesting. Things you learn... Well, I like I've always liked you as well. I think he's a great actor. Just they don't really remember him from. Well, Vision doesn't really lot. show up in. Like, he shows up mm-hmm. and he's in a lot of things, but yeah, he's not one of those ones where you're like, oh. I loved him as General W.R. Monger in Monsters vs. Aliens. <laughs> as Warmonger. It was quite funny. 
but uh, yeah. play on words. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously quite a bit younger, but I went with Carl Penn. Okay. I I wanted someone who I knew could kind of play that super intelligent manic personality. Dude is super intelligent. Yeah. And like one of the things I know about him is the fact that he is actually super intelligent. Um, Pretty sure he actually is. I don't know if he was a medical doctor. No. He has a doctorate, I believe. He, well, he left house because he went to write for Obama. Yes. (laughs) Which is always very sad because he just kind of like up and left house. Yeah. But they turned it into a good uh, storyline for house. A good, uh, like, um, character motivation for him. But yeah, I I really liked him. I thought like he had a, his he had his moment with Harold and Kumar and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. After that, he was so good in that Superman movie he was in. All those great lines he had, top notch. Do you not remember him in Superman Returns? He was one of um, Kevin Spacey's Kevin Spacey's Spacey's. He was one of Kevin Spacey's henchmen. You know what? One from of now, his henchmen. From now on, he will always be known as Kevin Spacey. I don't care. Because you know what? He's an <laughs> ass. But he had zero lines in the movie. Did he really? Every single one of them was cut out of the film. <laughs> and it's super noticeable because he was... Everyone knew who he was yeah. when that movie came out. <laughs> so I don't remember Superman. Because Harold and Kumar was huge when oh, it came yeah. out. Oh, yeah. The first. Actually, I mean, the rest of them just got crazy and stupid but they're yeah. still yeah um i didn't mind the christmas one yeah but I never the, se- the second one was really stupid they yeah. stayed from guantanamo yeah yeah anyway yeah cop in all right i went with somebody who's much older somebody for plumber yes christopher no <laughs> we're cgiing him back in he's alive um no i and kind of the way he came off in Moon Knight, I went with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I can see that. Because I want... It's almost the same character. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I want somebody who... It's a little more of deformity, because yeah. obviously, right? But I want somebody who plays that border of, you don't know, is he good? Yeah. Is he working for the strangers? Is he working for himself? Is he like... I absolutely love all the love Ethan Hawke is getting right now. Mm-hmm. Because of that show, like he has always been a top-notch actor. He just does not do a lot of movies, uh, and like it's just been fun to see <laughs> him have this resurgence of popularity. Because no. he got it when Lord of War came out as well. Because that movie was super good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice. Ethan, Hawk. good for Ethan. You go, Ethan. See how Marvel rejuvenates your career, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh man, I got a lot of Marvel people in this. I have one, uh, two, I have a couple, two. The one who isn't in it yet. Okay, coming. So. All right, next, next, Inspector Fran Blumstead. Fran Blumstead. <laughs> it's Blumstead. Oh shoot! I clicked on the character, not the person. So William Hurt. William Hurt. What is William oh, Hurt no. known for? Yes, William Hurt that. is dead. Is he? Yes. I thought you were going, oh, oh. Yeah, he died in 2022. 
He died this year? Yep, March 13th. Not that long ago. Why did I not remember this? Or uh, just over two months ago. Oh. Yeah. I'm sad. And no, I'm not going to be able to tell you what. One of the best voices in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. So. What is he known for? Come on. I can't. You can name. I can't even think of. None of these movies. No. I'm not even going to (laughs) try. I know William Hurt. I've seen him in a lot of things, but I've heard the life of me cannot tell you what he'd be known for. I have seen two of these movies, and I absolutely love one of them. Uh, History of Violence, mm-hmm. uh, which he was in for maybe 10 minutes and received a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Um, Broadcast News from 1987, which I know is a big movie, but I never saw it. Um, Lost in Space. Oh, he's known for that? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have fond memories of that movie, even though it was bad. Uh, well, so. yeah, it had Matt LeBlanc in it. It did have Matt LeBlanc in it, and Altered States, which I've never even heard of. Yeah. How is he not known as um... Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah, don't know. God, that means. But apparently, get... he is currently filming Pantheon. I was about to be like, because <laughs> well, they were going to do the Thunderbolts, weren't they? Well, that was always a conversation, but like. But I guess how how do you do? You can't do it now. Or oh. you just recast them. Or you bring Betty in. It's mm-hmm, true. Betty? Yes. Because yeah. Veronica was the the yeah. system to stop the Hulk, so yeah. it was Betty. So. God, he was in a lot of things. Yes. He was a very good actor. He was. Yeah. So. Except for in the Hulk. Actually, no. He was good in the Hulk. Yeah, he was great in the Hulk. The rest of them weren't. No, Betty was good in the Hulk, and... It was just Edward Norton. Yeah. So, and he was even good at it. It was just yeah. not. He's just not a great person. No. So, okay. Who did you have? Is it my go or your go? Uh, my go, because I went with Ethan Hawke. That's correct. Um, oh, it's somebody I haven't seen in a while, but I think would do this well as like the old detective. You know, the I'm two days away from retirement. I am too old for this yeah. shit. Oh, pick... Aaron Eckhart. I could definitely see him being that that detective. Yeah, that's kind of why when I was going through it and I was looking for people, and I was looking through lists and his name came up, and I was like, you know what? He probably would do this because he can do that kind of. I'm trying to figure out things really well. I think you mean A. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not. Okay, A.A. Ron <laughs> Eckhart. Got to put that ha huh in there. There's no E. It's heart, not heart. Heart. Um, yeah, but like you can just envision him in this role. What are you laughing at? I am laughing at the fact that he is also currently filming the TV show Pantheon. <laughs> so tied it in nicely yeah. with a nice bow. <laughs> Uh, but he's a great actor. Um, I mean, I think he he would most notably be the Dark Knight as Two Face. Yeah. To some degree, um, which was I mean, most people in that movie were fantastic. I said most, not everybody. Who mm. was bad in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't want people to be like, no, this person was terrible. Um, but yeah, like things I've seen him in, he'd play this role really well as just like this lone 
detective that mm-hmm. has to pair up and figure out what's going on with. He was he was the president in two Olympus movies. Was he? Yeah, he yeah. played the president in Olympus Has Fallen, and then uh, London Has Fallen. Why did I think wasn't one of them? Um... It was Morgan Freeman in the third one. Okay, thank you. Because Morgan Freeman was the vice president in the first two. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who'd you have? Um, Don't say Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, I did not have Morgan Freeman. Although Morgan Freeman, of course, would be a good old detective man, but probably a little too a old little at too this old. point. He wa- already was a great <laughs> old detective man. Uh, no, I picked uh, not old detective, obviously, but uh, mostly for her part in um, the Watchmen series. I picked Regina King. Hmm. Um, she was so amazing as that character whose name I am completely blanking on. I'm going to look it up. Um, but she, she was just remarkable in that, in that, uh, TV show. And, um, I don't know. Did you ever see, um, oh my God, where is my brain right now? All right. I have no idea. She played <sighs> Angela. Oh, I don't know. Abar or sister Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she was amazing in that. And then she was uh, so good in that stupid Western movie that just came out. Uh, the harder they fall. Harder they fall. Thank you. Yeah. As Trudy Smith. That. Right. Such a remarkably good movie. Um, especially for Westerns. Her and Lakeith Stanfield were just so, so good in that film. Um, but oh, yeah. She did the voice of Riley in the Boondocks. Yes, she did. I did not know that. I never watched the Boondocks. I used to watch it when it was on Adult Swim a lot. Yeah. Back in the day. I watched it in a long time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think she was, was also great. in 24. <laughs> was she? <laughs> Sandra Palmer. Okay. I think that was probably just like a one one shot. Mm. Palmer was the name of the president. She like married to the president? I, I didn't watch 24. Come on. Get on it. This is your, your uh, watch all, actress. Watch all seven days of that show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's it. Who uh, Who's next? <laughs> Well, just leaves John. Okay, Rufus Sewell. Yeah, it's him. A Knight's Tale. What is Rufus Sewell known for? A Knight's Tale. Anything else? Uh, he I'm... actually is known for A Knight's Tale. Yeah. Is he known for this movie? He is known for this movie. Um, I will give you $100 if you could guess either of the two movies he's named for. Hmm. Nope. I had no idea. Yeah. Because I also confused him with Walking Phoenix earlier. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yeah, he was in Gladiator. I'm like, wait, wait, no. no, no. He was in a different, yeah. very different one. Yeah. So he's also known for The Illusionist, another Edward Norton movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Never saw The it. one that paled in comparison to the other magic movie that came out at the same time, The Prestige. I remember that. Um, and then Judy, the Renee Zellweger, Judy Garland movie that came out. Two years ago. Nope. Yeah. I, so, I did not did not think of that. Good old Rufus Sewell. I only know him from A Knight's Tale. Like, I know I've seen him in other stuff, but, like, let's face it, that's the movie we all remember him for. Yeah. Maybe The Legend of Zorro, if you liked the Zorro movies, but... Yeah, yeah. I never saw Old. So. That was that uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Um, oh, he was in Gods of Egypt. Oh, Jesus. Was he really? <laughs> yep. And he was in Hercules with Dwayne Johnson. Are you sure that's the, the Dwayne Johnson one? Yes, because it literally Dwayne Johnson right there. Okay, sorry, because there were two Hercules movies that came out around the same time, too. Yeah, I remember. So He was in one with uh, 
Captain Carter. Oh, he was in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, he was the bad guy. He was Adam. That's where I'd know him from. Which was a terrible movie. No, I'd get out. It was a terrible movie based it was, on a really good book. It was supposed to be terrible. It was literally Abraham Lincoln fighting vampires. <laughs> it was a great book. Did you ever read the book? No, I actually never the read the book. The book was really well written. Did you ever watch Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies? Yeah, it was also bad. Oh, so bad. <laughs> but they're so good. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, he's uh, he's not really... um. There's not really a lot in here that I'd say I'd notice him from. No. So... Who'd you have? My first. I um, went with uh, Mahersha Ali for this role. Again, I mm. don't think I've seen him in a bad role. Everything I've seen him in has just been remarkable. Um, he is slowly, slowly becoming like, well, I guess not slowly, but like. He's going to be Blade. Yeah, he's going to be Blade, but like. I'm really sorry, fascinated I'm, I'm by that. I'm looking up his, going into his, his IMDb, but like. I absolutely loved him. I couldn't remember the name as Cottonmouth. Oh, uh, he should have just said in Luke Cage. I yeah. said Cottonmouth. I can't, I am. I couldn't remember the name, but like his portrayal of that character was so so well done. I hated that he was it halfway through. Yeah, he died. It was so, and it was replaced by his cousin, which was not as good a villain. No. So yeah, Luke Cage. Like the first season of Jessica Jones was great. The first half of the season, first season of Luke Cage was good. First half went up until he died. Yeah. We don't talk about Iron Fist. And Daredevil was just amazing. Yeah. Even season, the Punisher se- was. Season two had its had its down moments, but overall was a great, yeah. great series. But even the Punisher's um, yeah. show was still mm-hmm. decent. I like what they did with him, but. Yeah. Luke Cage. Then, yeah, you killed off him, who was this high personality person. Oh, he was but, also in Elite Battle Angel. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah, he's Uncle Aaron in Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse as well. He's the, Oh, he did the voice of the Prowler. The Prowler. Yeah. So, but th- that's what I mean. Like, he's just so, so good, right? And also Hidden Figures. Forgot he was in that, too. God damn it. No. This man's talented. He is very talented. Good choice. Thank you. Who did you have? I typecasted. Only because she's kind of played somebody that has, like, weird mental powers. Elizabeth Olsen. No. I want Scarlett Johansson. What weird mental powers? Lucy. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I forget about that movie. We, we, we. (laughs) I, I, I casted her and then I'm like, wait. She kind of played somebody like this before. I mean, not the same story, but, you know, Lucy. But yes, Scarlett Johansson because... She can play this really well. Yeah. This confused, but like trying to figure things out. And as long as they don't make her, as long as they don't make her the major yeah, character from Ghost in the Shell. Like that, that sad, morose no. Scarlet isn't fun. Isn't a fun Scarlet. I want her to be more frenetic and be more like. I want her to get to the point where it's literally, okay. I know what you're doing. I know. You're just implanting memories, so I know that, like, this is who I am now. Yeah. And then just runs with it. Um, and be a badass. Yeah, I don't want what they... They butchered, and no offense to her, she was a great fit for that part of the major. But they butchered the character. Hmm? And made her this weird, 
not in line with the actual source material. And then we could talk for a whole podcast on this. One day I'm going to just bitch about this. The next anime movie that comes out. Say, we could always just recast that, the original, and you have you can make me watch it again. No, because I think Scarlett Johansson is a good fit for the major. I just... Yeah, anyways. But, yeah, I put her in this role because I wanted to... I wanted to see her still be a badass. Um, And yeah, you know, we just realized that I had a bunch of MCU people, but at this point we've already talked about this. You You can't get away from it. Yeah, it's hard to... uh... It's basically if you're acting in today's world, you're in the MCU. Yeah. Or in Chippendale. Did you watch it? I did. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but yes, that was my, my... I guess I'd change it to Emma. That'd be my Emma Murdoch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. All right. That was uh, that was Dark City. That was Dark City. And now we have the, the bonus episode this this month because we had five episodes. Good old bonus episode. Which I screwed up last week because I thought that this both of these were yeah. done by the same director. Which I was wrong. Yeah. All right. But with that... You can find us on. You can find us on podcast things and players. Okay, let's try this one more time. You can Hold find on. us on all podcast <laughs> services: Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, um, anywhere you get your spot. Twitter, Facebook, we're all there. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter Facebook. Pod. Come check me out on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy Store, and check out Danielle on uh, Instagram at Fiona here. Yeah, yeah. That you can check out my Instagram, but you can't really. We're almost we're almost done our Tech Noir month, and we gotta we gotta talk noir. about what we're gonna do uh, next for next month. month. The so. the birth month of the Demon Child. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Should we do horror movies again? Horror movies in June. Or, no, we save those for October. <laughs> all right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch Existence. <laughs>